Hi, I'm Barbara. And I'm Hope. And we, we are, are the Heritage, Heritage Hunters. Each month, we will bring you real stories from real people researching their genealogy and family history to inspire you on your genealogical journey. Although I didn't know much about uh, how to, I didn't know much about my family. I've never been told very much. Like my mother's side, I don't know any, I didn't know any of my grandparents on her side. And then my dad's side, I just knew my grandparents on that side. And that's all I knew because my family's not the type to talk about their family. And I started making it and I just really liked it. And every time I get a new family member, I get excited. So I, I get a lot of thrill from finding a new family member. I definitely feel the same way. I love it when I meet new meet new members of the, of the family tree. And um, what's what's your favorite thing that you found so far? I am not exactly one hundred percent sure if this is him, but I got a DNA test and found my nana's cousin. And my nana, she never knew her father because her parent, she was born out of, out of marriage. My favorite thing was probably finding my Nana's father, the person I believe is her father, mm. because her mother she, uh, told her that his name started with an M. And I found her grandparents, and there's only one child whose name started with an M, and he looks a lot like my grandmother. So there's a lot of thrill from that. Neat. Is your grandmother still alive? Yes. And what did she think of that? She was excited she like this one time she had this cousin and she wanted me to search up the name this is my favorite memory of this overall because she had a cousin who unfortunately died in a car crash when she was really young and I found her yearbook photo and she could barely remember what she looked like and it was it was sad seeing her cry because she did but it was it was really hopeful for me to be able to like give her that memory that's great. And what's your favorite tool for genealogy? Ancestry. Oh, do, you, sure. do you find a lot? Yeah. The pictures, the DNA test linked with the ancestor. And mm -hmm. family search, if you need a free option, is also great. And have you used social media? with your research when like finding your cousins or, or connecting with them? I have used Facebook or sometimes the Gmail is connected to an ancestor's profile and I'll try to message people on that. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten in contact with really anyone on ancestry. Do you use any other forms of social media, Levi? Uh, not much. Family tree, I mean, family search has an option to message family members. Levi is here. Um, Levi is 14. He has his mother's permission to talk with us. Father's. Father's. <laughs> from Idaho. And he was telling me a little bit about his research and what he's done. And he likes ancestry and he loves the DNA test. <laughs> And he was able to find uh, find a person for his grandmother that she was related to. <laughs> well, there's the Facebook finding pictures. I've actually found some pictures of relatives. Right. And my Nana's side, there was like 40 pictures of the family on there, like old ancestors, because I have a great, great uncle or 
well, genealogy, they call it a great uncle. I don't get it. They've always called grand uncles great uncles. I find it super confusing. But uh, yeah, he liked the ancestry stuff. So he created like a group and all the family members put a bunch of photos there. Our, yeah, but I don't really use social media for this very much. Mm -hmm. I haven't messaged very much people. Right. My aunt, my, I messaged her and she sent me a bunch of photos of my aunt, which not my aunt, my grandmother. That was. Um, and you you were saying that Family Search has a messaging platform now. Yes. Like and how yeah, how yes. have you have you gotten a lot of positive uh, messages back, or do a lot of people ignore? Like what what are your findings? Well, I've messaged my grandmother's cousin, mm -hmm. and he did respond, but it took him quite a few months to respond. So some of the members don't really use the platforms very much anymore. They just do their family tree once and then they stop using it. So, right. But right. there is an option to put your Gmail along with your profile. That would make it, if people would do that, that would make it so much more easier. So Levi, have you taken any kind of classes for genealogy? Are you interested in pursuing this when you're, when you're older? Yes, I would love to be a genealogist or archivist when I'm older. That's kind of fascinating. Um, of old records. <laughs> they are pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, that's good. Um, so you're, are you looking into, let's see, Idaho. Um, are you looking into like classes at BYU or are you looking to do like Boston University? What I haven't have very much looked into the future career paths yet. Because okay. I started doing this just a year ago. And just recently, I've fallen in love with it so much. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, I, Hope and I, I, I know Hope was too. We were 15 when we both got started in it. And uh, it started with our social studies class. We had to come up with a family tree. And I, I know I was hooked after that. Hope, I don't know what you're... Oh, yeah. You're, I had to prove with that one woman. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell Levi about it. Well, when I interviewed both sides of my family, they both ended up having the same woman named Emma on them. And it turns out one side of the family was actually wrong about the Emma. They didn't have her. But in researching, I found out that my parents, about 10 generations back, come down from the same person. Um, my mom comes down from his first wife, and my dad comes down from his second wife through the line. Yes, I have made a lot of sort of discoveries like that really far back generations like my best friends because i think this annoys them a lot but i like to beg to do their family tree <laughs> we do that all the time uh -huh. <laughs> we must annoy the non-genealogist absolutely <laughs> my friends have told me that i can uh turn anything into a conversation about genealogy so yes, I, I can absolutely do that you know, their eyes start glazing over. Oh, God, she's talking about genealogy again. Yeah, I am. Um, he Levi's on the right track. <laughs> he definitely is. We, we need to keep him in the fold. <laughs> okay, so have you had much um, interaction with older people in genealogy? I haven't 
I've told my family members about my research. My grandmother, she would actually sit down at the table with me and listen. Yay. I don't think a lot of my, my a lot of my friends do not like to listen. I could definitely see their point of view though. Now, my mother tells me to stop harassing the relatives, so I, I feel you definitely. <laughs> or my oh. grandmother, I had a grandmother on my mother's side. Unfortunately, she did die in September of 2021. I'm but so one sorry. of my most joyful memories was being able to tell her about genealogy and the family research and she I didn't know anything about her side and then mm. I called her like I didn't talk to her for years I don't have I didn't have any memories and right as I started doing genealogy my mother called her and that was the, I think that's the first memory I have of her is me talking to her about genealogy that's great were you able to tell her things that she didn't know or was she able to validate what you found out? Yes. That's awesome. And what what do you feel are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What do you feel are some uh, obstacles to younger genealogists? Like, do you, do you feel? I haven't really felt much obstacles, but with people, it could probably be like school not finding the time to work on their family tree or just even sitting around doing their family tree because they might like it, but they might not like sitting around for a long time. Because I started doing my fa friend's family tree last night. And I was on it for three hours. <laughs> so you could be sitting around for a long time doing your family tree. Levi, there's a, there's one of the, one of the software out there. Uh, it actually has an alarm clock built into it and tells you to go to bed at 11. I think, yes. legacy. I think legacy is the one that does that. So <laughs> I remember the first time that happened, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, oh, well, it's not wrong. So right? there's three genealogy trips down, you know, the rabbit hole. <laughs> it could have told me to go to bed. <laughs> Next thing you know, you look up, it's 3 a.m. Uh -huh. There you go. I, I I've always... been there before doing my family tree <laughs> at three in the morning. Yep. <laughs> And I've always said, well, at least I'm home doing this instead of out doing something else. So when you're Me talking too. to your family, are they, do you feel like they're, they're interested in just, you know, dates and places? Or are they interested in more of the flavor of the story, if you will? They're, I don't really think they're very much interested at all. But my <laughs> grandmother, the thing she'd be interested in is the pictures, mm -hmm. the records, the like the jobs they had in the census records. Right. Did you uh, start looking at the 1950 census? I have tried looking at the 1950 census, yes. I, I was looking on it the moment it came out. <laughs> we know a couple of people that were doing that. I was not, I was in bed. <laughs> Midnight came and I was like, nope, nope, not having my any. spring break. So my sleep schedule has not been good. Oh, lucky oh, well. spring break. <laughs> Here you go. That's what we'll have to do when the 1960 comes out, Hope. We'll just have to take spring break from work. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't remember to take that day off. <laughs> the 1960 census is going to be so exciting. Finding my <laughs> Nana out there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be on there finally. I'm not going to show till the 1980, so. <laughs> and then I'll be old and decrepit. Not like I'm not already old. So... <laughs> Well, I am really excited that you are so young and you're on this journey and uh, 
you know, Hope and I've been doing this for a really long time. So if there's anything you ever need us to help you with, please feel free to reach out. We, we would love to help you and mentor you in a way. And, um, you know, and I appreciate you coming on and chit-chatting with us a little bit. And if you... Joining us today from Ireland is Daniel Loftus from Daniel's Genealogy. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. And um, first things first, I want to hear all about the event that you have scheduled for the Young Genealogists. Okay, well, granted, I'm not the one that kind of started the whole thing, but, uh, you know, you have to give credit to the Society of Genealogists and the Family History Federation for creating this outlet that is due to hit, you know, your screens in May, uh, the 7th of May, uh, from, I think it's 8 a.m. Um, UK time to quarter past eight, so it's an all-day event. Um, you know, there's so many... Um, panelists that are joining the actual thing uh like the whole event and uh as a whole like there's a whole range of different topics like uh so like trying to see connection to climate change you know you might one with the building a bridge between generations you have uh what my studies in there um what else is there there's a there's a wide variety it's hard to, it's it's hard to name just a few um no, but there's so many um, like good event, uh, good talks that are going to be coming. Like I haven't seen any of them, obviously, because you know I'm not running with it. But uh, you know, it, it, I, I think it, I think having a youth conference is a long time coming. Um, like just giving uh, young genealogists, you know, a chance to speak about their topic, which they might not maybe necessarily have been confident doing, or maybe you know. It might have just been something they would have never thought of doing or even thought of happening, uh, even if it was just to go along and watch. So I think it's great that, you know, this is happening. I'm really excited to, I'm hoping I'll be able to catch some of the uh, sessions with it because um, Hope and I both started out with genealogy when we were 15 years old. So we know the struggle is real. <laughs> We've been there, <laughs> you know? So Daniel, how old are you right now? Uh, at the moment, I'm 18. Uh, so uh, well, older than I was when I started, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, still going, still cracking on. Uh, but no, I mean, I started at 13. So um, I've been doing this for five years, but actually doing Down's Genealogy, uh, I've been doing it three years this June. So... That's how long I've been uh, in your faces on Twitter and everywhere else. <laughs> and what got you interested in genealogy? Um, well, it was after the death of a granduncle. Um, this this would have been this was January twenty seventeen, and uh, you know, it was a case of we went up for the funeral, and on the way home, you know, there, it was a long car journey. So I thought, you know. More way to kill the time than to you know got just magically start quizzing my parents about their family um that to put the foot it plainly that is what happened um so on the way home you know i'd just be asking them you know what can you remember you know my 
my mother, you know, she she could remember some bits, but she could rem she could name her grandparents um, on her mother's side, but not on her father's side, because uh, I'd later find out that both of them, her father's side, had died before they were born, before my mum was born, so she couldn't have met either of them. Um, so, you know, and mainly the kind of thing that got me into it was kind of, I didn't really know much about, you know, my heritage, you know, no you know, where I was born, you know, where my parents were born. Uh, my parents, uh, my father's side came from Mayo. That was about it in a place called Kilchima. Um, that, 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 that was about the extent of my knowledge of my family. Uh, that and obviously, you know, my cousins and, uh, you know, I knew um, they're probably the birthdays, but not actually the years. So like, you know, I knew probably limited info. Um, but kind of, you know, when you start doing genealogy, you kind of see how much you actually uncover by doing it. Um, you know, I've gotten back to probably 18, 18, early 18, well, I say early, probably about 1830s, 1840s. Um, you know, people say, oh, you can get further back, but it's just, you know, that's how much I can prove, uh, you know, where they came from, and, you know, I could go, you know, down a massive rabbit hole, um, uh, chasing, you know, a lead where I think, is this, you know, the parent of so-and-so, or is this a second wife, or is there a third? There did none of that in my family, but, uh, you know, you never know, uh, but as far as I can confirm, you know, I've gotten back to the 1840s, 1830s, so... Terrific. Relatively really good work. Um, my mom's side is 100% Polish, so I'm not that very far on, you know, her branches, oh. but I'm getting there. I keep pecking away, but like you said, yeah. you want to be able to prove it, not just, you know, we, we, we know it, we, we, we know it's there, the DNA is telling us that these connections are there, but it's finding the documents that will actually prove that that is the issue. So... Mm. And what do you find to be the one of the biggest challenges for young genealogists? Oh, uh, well, you know, for me, I'm well. I don't really have much to say on that, but I know so like others might might have. You know, for me uh, personally, you know, uh, you know, I I think I found you know that as time went on, you know, this occurs probably it occurred sporadically so kind of when you know I just kind of do something you know I think it's uh you know would kind of be said oh well he doesn't know what he's talking about or you know I think one thing was you know back in August I think is when I did it um uh is when the po Facebook post I did uh talking about the the upcoming changes of Find the Grave, which had obviously come to some pass in January this year. Um, you know, um, over, overall, you know, people were really happy. And like, I, I, I didn't orchestrate this. I didn't contribute to it, I'd say hardly, if any. Uh, I was just mainly the messenger, because I just said, you know, is it okay to actually, you know, post this? And, told so uh i did and you know 99.9 percent .9 of the time it was all positive and then there was you know uh i'd get the odd comments of you know 
Oh, yeah, I, I can't believe everyone's putting, you know, stock in this guy for actually, you know, uh, for actually getting this from Vinegrave and so like thinking, oh, well, is it true? And I had one comment, I think it was to do with the fact that my age had apparently something to do with it, you know, that it was coming from, because I was 17 at the time that this was coming out. Um, and, you know, it was kind of, you know, oh, I can't believe you listened to him. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it shouldn't have anything to do with it. So, you know, my age shouldn't matter. Nobody's age should matter. Monday, June 27, 2022, the Genealogical Society of Bergen County will be hosting Beware! The Enchanted Forest Perils and Pitfalls of Online Trees. When is it safe to use the information from an online tree? Jean Wilcox Hibben will discuss where online trees can be found, how to assess them, how to cite them, and how to use them as clues for additional research. For additional information and registration, please visit www.njgsbc.org. You know, when doing GDB, you could be 17 or 71. Like, you know, it's that everyone can do and should be able to do. And I mean, you know, if you know, there might be some genealogists out there that might come that might come up with a wild idea that might necessarily been explored much as well. You know, uh, some people might be told, oh, so, you know, it might be, they might be told, oh, what's the point of that? You know, why, why, why is there a need or is there a need for it? And, you know, there might just be, you know, some, not so much resistance, but just kind of, you know, just kind of thinking, ah, oh, well, do you really need this? Or, you know, oh, we don't really need to talk about that. You know, just missing ideas, I guess, in a, in, in a more simplified way of just rambling. I just went on for the past 30 seconds. Um, but that, I'd say, would kind of be uh, something. And also, one thing I did come across is that, you know, the idea that, you know, young genealogists uh, don't really know much. And again, go back to the age thing, you know, whether you're 17 or 71, you could be starting out at 71 or you could be starting out at 17, you know. But Absolutely. I guarantee you, it shouldn't matter. Uh, like, for instance, oh, where does I go with this? No, lost that train of thought. You can edit that bit out. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, I see that be the main thing um, for young genealogists now. So it's like they feel you don't have credibility because of your age, basically. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I think that's a huge challenge for young genealogists. Um, what What do you think that the older generation could learn from? the methods that the younger generation might be using? Well, this is actually one of the little instances that I'm going to be co covering in my talk. So uh, for the youth conference, so, you know, uh, I may as well say it because, you know, there will be, it's, it's, uh, it's live only, so these won't be recorded. So I'll as well uh, say this, but, you know, whatever, whether you're a beginner or whether you're a you know, a professional or a very avid uh, amateur or whatever terminology you wish to use, um, 
you know, everyone is something that they can bring to the table. You know, whether it's someone starting out can easily teach, you know, an older genealogist who might not necessarily, and I don't want this to seem like a generalization for all older genealogists who, because there might be some who might need help with uh, social media or, you know, how do I use this? Or, you know, do you have any ideas on how I can use, you know, social media more effectively or something? And on the other side of the spectrum, you know, old, uh, older genealogists could teach us, um, you know, so much about, you know, I'm just recently learning about research reports, you know, I've been doing this for five years and, you know, I'm recently learning about them. So, you know, I'm getting help with that. And, you know, it's, it's a two-way street, you know, I think what may be perceived in some instances as only one way, uh, like it doesn't really matter what way it goes, whether it's, uh, you know, older genealogists looking, uh, you know, to young genealogists to, you know, kind of say, come here and, you know, uh, listen to us or something, you know, it's a two-way street because, you know, older genealogists can help younger genealogists and older ge and younger genealogists can help older. It's, a, it's right. a massive, it can be a massive network, definitely. Um, with with whatever age someone is. And I know I'm going to be mentioning that an awful lot, but it doesn't matter. Well, I'm of the age where, you know, when I first started, Ancestry.com wasn't even around yet and the internet was just being born. So, you know, things have come such a long, long way. And yeah. we do find in our genealogy group that um, the older generation struggles with the computers and the online things, although they do like that they don't have to leave their homes to do it, which is great. So what do you find um, is your favorite uh, favorite website to do your research on? Are you a big Ancestry fan? Or are you um, MyHeritage? You know, what do you like? Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on, you know, well, I guess where you where you need your records, because you know, um, like for Irish genealogy, you know, I might use something like Find My Past, or I might use Ancestry, but you know, with Ireland, and I think it depends on the country as well, because you know, for Ireland, you have a free site called IrishGenealogy.ie, which is, you know, it's a brilliant site. It's how I've been able to find anyone in my family, because if I didn't, that'd be really stuck. I'd be a ordering a lot of certificates and uh, having a big negative balance. Um, but uh, no, like, for instance, you know, the UK, you've uh, in indexes by uh, FreeBMD um, or FreeSen or FreeReg or those kind of, it's it, free insert word here because uh, there, there's a wide variety of them uh, available. Uh, or you could even think of New York, you know, the municipal uh, records thing that they just released, you know, last month. I think it was last mm -hmm. month. Uh, it's, been, it's been too long. Uh, I'm, I mean, you know, with that, that would have that helped. That helps me immensely because I mean, most of my uh, it tended to be my father's side more than my mother's side, uh, who went over to New York. Any relations that actually went to New York. Uh, or went to America, went to New York. So um, it kind of, I found that finding records is kind of a bit difficult, but then again, I wasn't really the, <laughs> the fact that I uh, was very proficient in, 
research in New York probably didn't help either. Uh, you know, kind of knowing where to go. But uh, well, that's, not, that's what, that's that's what Twitter is for. That's not a you problem. New York is New York is sloppy. <laughs> so we all have trouble with New York. And how how do you think how do you think social media has helped with your genealogy? Do you use Facebook a lot? I know that you're um, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I always I kind of oh, I always say, you know, I'm 18. Yeah, yeah, I had the middle age of 81 in the sense that, you know, I use you know, uh, platforms that kind of not many young people might go, like, might be the first instinct that they go for. Like, most, a lot of young people might go for platforms like Instagram or TikTok. I'm slowly getting better at TikTok, Instagram. I, I can't be saved. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to like Facebook or Twitter, you know, uh, that's that, that I found to be quite useful i mean uh social media has helped because it's helped me you know network with other genealogists and you know it, it it's helped me if i get stuck trying to figure out what something says because you know um there's bound to be someone who could easily read it that might kind of go oh well that's clearly blah blah and then you're kind of like oh yeah yeah it is and you know this is kind of like that hive mind sense in a way kind of when you're reading you could easily just stick it out on twitter and you know you get an answer um in no time and it's the same with facebook founded in 1824 the historical society of pennsylvania is one of the largest history libraries in the nation showcasing collections that span from the 16th to 21st centuries HSP also contains one of the largest family history collections on the East Coast, containing genealogical material from every state east of the Mississippi River. The collection consists of some 600,000 books, pamphlets, serials, and microfilm reels, 200 million manuscripts, and over 300,000 graphic items, making it one of the nation's largest repositories. HSP holds many national treasures, such as the first two drafts of the United States Constitution, an original printer's proof of the Declaration of Independence, and the earliest surviving American photograph. With more than 21 million items in their collections, from diaries and letters to deeds and directories, HSP is one of the most complete and professional genealogical centers in the nation. Please visit HSP at www.portal.hsp.org. You know, with um, Facebook groups like uh, the Genealogy Squad or, you know, any other, uh, you know, genealogy uh, groups, whether it's for, you know, a regional one like Ireland or whether it's the UK one or French one, German one, so on and so forth, you know, you still get an answer crazy quick um this is the easiest way of putting it um but no i'd say you know social media has ha, can be used for good like with it has you know you just to look at the community that's on there and as 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 a whole um 
and you know there you have it near enough so what would you say is the um what what's the favorite thing that you've found so far with your genealogy oh uh, I, I'm, I'm going to use a phrase that I uh, had seen, uh, kind of just like picking your favourite child, you know, uh, uh, obviously I don't have any kids, um, but, uh, you know, it's just trying to work out, you know, what's your favourite? Because, you know, when doing genealogy and uncovering the stories, you know, you have so many things that you've come across. And, you know, for um, my father's side, you know, that you um come from you know reg relatively regular farming background uh and i say regular you know there's nothing wrong with that and i think you know for some people in my country like oh well if you have all farmers you know it's going to be boring not necessarily at all you know i found you know some of them some interesting things you know my father's side and you know some of the more crazy wacky stories come from my father's side actually which i haven't been able to prove so i i won't uh, go spread them anywhere in case some distant cousin come, comes across this and goes like oh, did they actually do that and then i haven't been able to prove it um but no i guess one of the things that i have been able to prove is actually comes on my mother's side um uh who is it uh, my two times great grandfather, Dan Daniel Farrer, um, he's not. I'm not named after him. It's just by fluke that I think he just happened to be the same name. Um, but um, you know, there was oh, what was it? There was so he was kind of uh, involved. Like he's very kind of outspoken, you could say, with um, uh, you know kind of really being proud with you know your their Irish heritage you know um you know he's he's big on you know kind of trying to not so much normalize but just kind of you know uh, talk about you know Irish culture and Irish heritage and Irish sport Irish everything near enough uh and you know he uh got in trouble twice uh you know one time he was um, imprisoned in Waterford uh, for two weeks after uh, like making a bit of a ruckus at a conference he was at in Dublin. Um, so I'm, I've yet to find out what that's about, but I think it was something to do with GAA or something, um, you know, Irish sport. Um, and the other time was he was imprisoned up in County Down. Now, if, if you're not familiar with uh, the map of Ireland. Waterford is down in the south, down is up at the north. Um, so, you know, it was quite a bit away from where he was based. But I then later went on to found the Bally Kindlar, the prison that he was interned. It was actually an internment camp for uh, uh, people, uh, I believe, involved with the IRA. So um, it was kind of, um, you know, <laughs> It was kind of just interesting to read because, you know, all that's given away is that it was from, quote, an ordeal from which he never recovered, end quote. So I don't know what that ordeal was, nor will I probably ever find out, or well, at least not at the moment, because the entire, the book to do with, so there's a book of, I think, uh, Roll the Prisoners uh, in Ballykinlar in the National Library in Ireland. And uh, I'm nowhere near Dublin. 
So uh, it's not easy. It's not really a hop, skipping a jump uh, uh, to get there. So uh, not in the moment, in the, in the future, hopefully. But uh, I did actually find a mention of him in the newspaper from a soldier who had, um, uh, who had, you know, noticed him and saw him because he was a bit of a figurehead down in his um, local area in Dungarvan in County Waterford. And, uh, you know, the, I'll read what the thing had said. So it was a quote from a soldier um, who sort of was quoted in a newspaper. Uh, it said that final Irishman, oh, one thing I should say is uh, he was getting on for almost 70 years of age at this point. So he was 69 or 70 years of, years of age. So uh, the piece went, that fine old Irishman, Dan Fraher of Dungarvan, who was almost 70 years of age, got we on the march, but was forced on by a cad of a junior officer with some stupid, brutal jibe like that, quote, if we were behind a ditch, he would be active enough and other frail men were treated quite as badly. And, you know, I mean, he was probably one of the older ones that was in Ballykinlar at the time. Um, and it was just, you know, interesting to read, kind of thinking, what on earth could he have done? And I think kind of as I kind of found later on, you know, it was because of his influence, because of, you know, being a huge advocate for, you know, embracing, you know, Irish, the Irish language, Irish sport, Irish culture, you name it. You know, I think that probably got him booked uh, in Ballykinlar. So yeah, that's probably one of the one of the one of the favorites. I can't there's probably other bits, but I haven't come across them yet. That's really very interesting. So and um how, how do you how does how do your friends are your friends interested in genealogy or do they not really take an interest? Well, uh, I, I guess the easiest way to put it is I don't really have many friends, if any, in real life. Most of the friends that I've made uh, have been through uh, genealogy. So uh, I guess you could kind of say, you know, as friends I made through genealogy, I kind of had to say, yes, they are interested in genealogy. But, kind of, you know, people that I kind of, you know, talk to on a, a semi-regular basis, you know, in real life. Um, uh, one friend I had, uh, and still, and still have to this day, you know, I, uh, you know, introduced him to just kind of making a family tree and next thing we know, kind of, he, he's really into it and kind of finding more out, more out about it. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll surrender to that, you know, I did, uh, accidentally, uh, didn't, uh, kind of, you know, get him hooked on it. So, uh, you know, you could blame me for that by all means, but uh, yeah, no, he, he'd kind of be the only one. The others, not necessarily, because I think, you know, and and I'm not saying that this is, uh, you know, uh, that this applies to everyone, but I think, you know, history gets a little bit more interesting, you know, if it's personal. You know, if you find stuff out more about your family, you know, it really kind of gives you that feel like, this is about me, this is about my past and my history, and, you know, kind of the bits you know you learn about school you know you might kind of go like oh that is interesting but not might necessarily have the same effect I don't know how to put it <laughs> you, you're probably you're probably the same here Barbara uh, but kind of you know it's the case that you might think you know 
uh, or, you, or you might wonder, you know, oh, I wonder about my past and you only kind of uncover that, you know, through family history. Um, right. And, you know, if it's, if it's about your family history, um, you know, it might kind of hit you that bit harder and just kind of thinking, you know, this really is about me and my past and, you know, it might, it might, it might interest you more, I guess, than a history that you might already be into, sort of looking into and really interested in as a whole, if that makes right. some of the sense. Hope, what questions do you have? None. Sorry, I missed a lot in the middle there. <laughs> My child showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> he didn't call. He's like, hi, mom. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> You slay me. <laughs> the I heard was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear the we didn't hear the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've got it together, Daniel. What can I tell you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're you're probably more professional than I am because you know, uh, you know, doing doing interviews, kind of, you know, the series, the four series. Oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. I actually, when I announced the series, at the time I thought it was series four uh, was coming out. It's actually series five. I completely forgot that I had done a series in between all of that. And I and I was so happy with the post. You know, the graphic looked amazing. You know, I'm calling it the Names Up in Light series. So, you know, there's supposed to be kind of little squares and circles representing, you know, the lights, but kind of, you know, and then, you know, I just kind of looked at YouTube and I kind of went, oh, yeah, I did do series four already. So why does that say series four in the actual release? So, so uh, I announced it on Twitter and I just said, you know, I'm not sure people, well, I guess, you know, I didn't really have to say it, you know, because no one actually pointed out, kind of go like, hey, that's actually series five, not series four. But still, I said, did you know I made a mistake? This shouldn't have said series four, it should have said series five. But, uh, you know, all going well, you know, I, I've got some great people coming up, but I'm, I'm, this, this is not the right place to talk about that. But, uh, you know, it, it, you're, you're probably more professional than I am. Uh, it's probably the best way of putting it, I think, when it comes to doing podcasts, because, you know, I, I, I've, I've been juggling, you know, uh, I, I'm amazed I'm on the circus by now because I've been juggling so many things in the sense that, you know, oh, I mean... But I, I have a podcast on my own, but I did one episode like around, I think it was Christmas Eve, I ended up posting it. And then I had the idea for, I think, five more, and then I never recorded them. I'm hoping to over the summer, though. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's just kind of, you know, life as a almost, well, yes, not life quite college, yes, right? yeah. kind of. Life as a student gets in its gets in the way. Life uh, so gets in the way. Trust me. That whole work thing is for the birds too. <laughs> oh yeah, work definitely cuts into my personal time. <laughs> so, about how many presenters do? You, and you may not know the answer to this, but how many presenters are going to be at the Future of Genealogy? I can actually look that up for you because I had the I actually pulled up the layout thing so uh, <laughs> just to make sure. Um, so as as speakers, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
nine, ten, uh, including me. So awesome. there's 10 brilliant, brilliant speakers. So uh, it comes from, you know, topics on fan research and just kind of, you know, uh, being able to kind of, you know, patch your family history together in the sense of, you know, just adding more context and that sort of thing. You have a one place study bits in there, um, DNA is in there, and you have my one building a bridge between generations and, you know, um, uh, using family history to comprehend the moves to climate change, or, sorry, climate crisis, my apologies. Um, so, you know, there's a wide variety of things and it's, it, it's really, like, I think it's just, you know, when you, it's interesting when you have sort of like something that hasn't really been presented before or something, you know, from a new take, if that makes sense. You know, yep. it's interesting to see where some things will go. Um, but yeah, and like for people who are interested in it, uh, you know, it's a very low fee and, uh, you know, if you find the Society of Genealogists website, you know, it'll be fairly easy to find the conference from there. So, I mean, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting. And the fact that it's an all day uh, uh, event means that I have one, you know, last hurrah before I end up going to um, best part of two weeks of exams in the following month. So, uh, you know, It'll, it'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, you're to... come, if, if, if you're able to come along, definitely. I'm going to set my alarm very early for that day since I'm five hours behind and uh, definitely be able to try to tune in. You'll be getting up at 3 a.m. at that rate. Uh, uh, so that's my God. Is normal it? anyway. <laughs> I mean, I could again. never do an all sure. Never. <laughs> All right, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us and, and talking with us. And it was certainly a pleasure. I'm glad I got to finally see you face to face after seeing you online for so long. So I um, really appreciate you letting us, uh, joining us and chatting about things and, you know, anything you need, please feel free to reach out to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Hope. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your evening, Daniel. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. On Friday and Saturday, July 8th and 9th, 2022, the South Carolina Genealogical Society is hosting their 49th summer workshop. The first event features keynote speaker Lisa Louise Cook from the Genealogy Gems podcast. The second event on July 9th, 2022, will be a virtual event of five live sessions by Lisa Louise Cook, Mark Lowe, LaBrenda Garrett Nelson, and Mark Olson. Please visit www.scgen.org for additional information and registration. Thank you for joining us today on Heritage Hunters. This has been a CNC production recorded and mixed by me, Barbara May. We would like to thank our guests for sharing their genealogical experiences and personal stories. Be sure to visit us on our webpage, heritage-hunters.com, and our many social media pages such as Facebook, Twitter, Locals, and more. Please leave us a review, like our page, and follow us to be sure to never miss our show. If you'd like to be on the show or have an idea for an upcoming episode, please email us at 
heritage.hunters at gmail.com. And that's the number two, heritage.hunters at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Remember to like and subscribe to our podcast. We hope you'll join us next month on Heritage Hunters. This has been a CNC production.